The class of 2019 has selected David Garcia as a member of their class to share some thoughts on this graduation day. David is a double UC graduate. He received his undergraduate degree in business economics from UCLA. Now he's graduating from UC Davis as a Phi Zeta Veterinary Honor Society inductee with an interest in small animal medicine and veterinary ophthalmology. In addition to excelling academically, he has been active in the school and in the broader community. He has served as vice president of the Caduceus Club and has received an impressive array of scholarships. Locally, he has been a student representative for the Sacramento Valley Veterinary Medical Association. In his hometown of San Diego, he has conducted externships and served other roles for VCA, the Humane Society, and Rose Canyon and Baboa Animal Hospitals. He has volunteered for the local free pet vaccine clinic, a canine rescue, and an annual event providing services for veterans. He has also been involved in veterinary education overseas at the Kersetsart University of Veterinary Teaching Hospital and Animal Shelter and Elephant Camp in Thailand. He is known for being a charming person with a courageous voice. I can see why you, not, they, you nominated him to represent you today. I ask you to please help me and join in welcoming your classmate, David Garcia. Thank you for that introduction, Dean Larimore. Here at UC Davis School of Veterinary Medicine, they encourage us to practice giving pertinent, constructive criticism, as well as to gracefully receive this feedback. I'd like to share some feedback that I've received. These are the actual words of my peers. I quote, sometimes David can ramble. He needs to get better at sharing his ideas efficiently. He could try to be a little more clear and can ramble when trying to explain things. He starts to wander with his long-winded thoughts. He could leave more times for others to speak and he could articulate his ideas more concisely. It would be even better yet if David would curtail the amount of times he spoke, but also curtail the length of time that he spoke. <laughs> it would benefit the group if David collected his thoughts, he talks for prolonged periods on subjects that are not necessarily relevant. And I know, in general, who said these things. It's a, it's, it's a lot of them. And uh, there was a lot more feedback. I cut it out for time's sake. I didn't too graciously receive the feedback. I ate a lot of ice cream. I cried. And I never read my evaluations again. It wasn't the first time I faced this criticism. No joke, I was cut off at my own father's eulogy. One clinician gave me, that's not a joke, one clinician gave me written feedback. Please make sure in the future you are aware of the timing limits when presenting. On top of this, I've been told I mumble. And here we are. So there's some clear irony that I'm speaking this afternoon. I don't think I'll please some of my critics. But going forwards, I'll focus, I'll try not to ramble, um, and I, I hope I don't talk too long. It's a good time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm deeply honored and grateful to my peers in the class of 2019, a group of people that I have come to absolutely adore for allowing me to speak on behalf of the student body today. My classmates' universal request was to be funny, which doesn't come naturally to me. For reasons I've never been able to fully understand, my classmates view me as somewhat of a clown. 
My experience at UC Davis has, been, has repeatedly enforced the notion of the importance of lightheartedness and humor. It's amazing what making a simple goofy face or a forced eye twitch at someone across the room during an intense clinical moment can do to relieve the gravity of a situation. I've done this to many classmates and it's mostly well received. <laughs> I have been feeling increasingly funny for the last few weeks, but it's the, not the ha-ha funny, it's the peculiar funny. We're all wrapping up an incredible four years. It simultaneously felt like a moment in time, as well as several decades. <laughs> I want to describe to you the class of 2019, but it's not very easy given the diversity of everyone here. To talk about individual students would be a momentous task, uh, given just how broad our interests and backgrounds are. 2019 is a mess of about 140 people, of whom I really can only speak in generalities. Our class first met at a strange week-long prologue during which we were forced to wear color-coded shirts for days at a time. We had to complete puzzles in an attempt to promote bond building and pure cooperation. It was a contrived effort to illustrate the necessity of proper teamwork for survival in veterinary school. Retrospectively, however, I see how crucial was the administration's foresight and attempt to foster the readiness to lean on each other through difficulties and in unison rejoice at triumphs. The strongest components of our cohesive class dynamic is characterized by resilient determination and strong cooperation. We have been determined starting years prior to veterinary school admission in the pursuit of knowledge and for continued improvement. Our tight-knit teamwork necessita necessitated by a de demanding curriculum has developed from clumsy to well-orchestrated. We together have masterfully navigated some of the most testing years of our lives. It has been a tempestuous sea of unpausing challenges and as many accomplishments. Together we've learned and largely forgotten incredible amounts of knowledge. <laughs> we've side by side studied organ systems exhaustively, identified toxic plants and dissected cadavers ad nauseum. We've shared notes and shared food. We've sweat together. Some of us have sweat more than others. <laughs> we've wrangled animals that want to injure us. We've been shoulder deep or covered in various species excrement together. We've examined each other's retinas, and actually if you catch up with one of my classmates, Jamie Sherman, after the speech, I haven't seen it myself, but she has remnants of a parasite in her eye that <laughs> by some estimates, maybe up to a third of you are carrying and has the ability to affect your thoughts and actions. But talk to your graduating friend after. That, that this is true. Uh, we've placed each other's arms in casts and we've ultrasounded each other's organs. We've tested out shock collars on each other. <laughs> Sorry, Craig, I should have stopped pressing it when you were on the ground. Uh, he was uncomfortable, apparently. We've stood next to each other, squinting at x-rays, arguing if something is normal or abnormal. We've studied and studied, yet we felt perpetually unprepared with each other. We've lost and found a lot of stethoscopes. Together, we've also faced some more hard tasks and defeat. Academically, many of us have, some for the first time, received a grade below an A. We failed tests. We've assumed tremendous amounts of debt, which we aren't really concerned about because of the great economic rewards that await us. <laughs> Over the past four years together, we've gotten just under 18 hours of sleep combined. <laughs> we've made medical errors, likely from a component of sleep deprivation. We've learned from our own and each other's mistakes. We've shared with clients the emotional tolls that arise from the loss of a patient. Many of us have faced difficult personal life circumstances 
and handled grief or other ailments simultaneously while balancing a demanding school curriculum. We have all foregone aspects of our personal lives as we've prioritized our veterinary education. Despite the magnitude of these challenges, our class has championed positions as the next wave of veterinarians. Beyond the amazing camaraderie, the trials and triumphs, what of the experience of learning itself? UC Davis has encouraged us to think in a powerful way as clinicians, surgeons, researchers, and all the other hats that veterinarians wear. Veterinary school has shown us to be a good veterinarian is to think as an artist and to be storytellers. I've never made so, many, so much art and told so many stories until spending time at the teaching hospital here. When working with animal patients, they rarely speak to us. When you or I feel poorly, we tell our doctor. One can report pain, its magnitude, its location. You can report the last time you had a normal coprological profile, which for the non-medical folk in the room is, is normal pooping. You can report the level of urgency of your bowel movements. You can describe feeling short of breath. You know what drugs and how much you may or may not have taken, or if you ate old turkey from the trash can. <laughs> I have a particular roommate that does this. <laughs> Veterinary caretakers are challenged by nonverbal patients for whom we regularly concoct stories that we support with a framework of medical knowledge. We take data, which is physical exam findings, blood work imaging, and we use these data to tell a background of our patients. What brought Fluffy here in front of me today, and what's next? Fortunately for our patients, it's beyond complete guesswork. Sometimes the stories we tell need adjusting, and we've been mentored to feel comfortable doing this. In this way, at UC Davis, we've learned the practice of good veterinary medicine is the practice of sincere storytelling. The honing of this approach of practicing veterinary medicine is not one that I anticipated adopting prior to attendance. Professional storytelling is not a tracked component of our education that is explicitly discussed in our curriculum. Yet, in my opinion, this intangible skill that UC Davis has fostered the development of is the skill that has been most crucially obtained here. The ability to think artistically prepares us for, a varied, for many varied circumstances that boost our ability to overcome challenges and grow forward professionally and personally. We can't memorize a solution to every situation we are in. Things are rarely black and white. But with an artistic mindset, we feel comfortable with this truth. And we owe this comfort to our mentors. By their teaching, it has been made possible that today my classmates and I feel confident in our basic surgical competency, our ability to interpret imaging, ultrasounds, and to perform general anesthesia. We're able to perform knee manipulations to diagnose knee injuries, even though in recent memories, we struggle to differentiate ear thermometers from rectal thermometers. <laughs> Sorry about that, that's a repeat joke. And I don't know if it's appropriate. <laughs> the progress from student to doctor has, no, I messed myself up here. Yeah, the progress from student to doctor has been made possible with mentorship, with self-determination, with coffee, and perhaps most importantly with each other. This crucial support has defined what it means to have fantastic, meaningful friendships, full circle from our trust falls four years ago. The companions that sit adjacent to us bilaterally will do so into perpetuity as we progress through our professional careers. At this moment, with our diplomas pending, I can confidently say it took not just personal commitment and determination, but a whole team of support. Recognizing this, I'd like to conclude by expressing some thanks. A huge thank you to our teachers, our mentors, these are our lecturers, our faculty, our residents, interns, technicians, and staff. 
I extend deep gratitude for nurturing our ability to grow confidently and to teach us to learn for ourselves, for showing us the art of veterinary medicine, which has provided the foundation for our competency and growth moving forward. You have honored the relationship between educator and pupil, and in this way have set a great example for the class of 2019 to emulate for veterinary students of the future. Thank you. To our support system, that's just thank you to the mentors. <laughs> to our support system, the friends and family who have come to celebrate our graduation and the ones that haven't made it here today, we are indebted for the scaffolding that you maintain, by which achieving our goals were made possible. You demonstrate the magnificent value of genuine belief in someone else's dream. May you, pri when you, may you find pride in our achievements and may also pay for dinner and drinks tonight. <laughs> Thank you. To my classmates. Thank you from the bottomless bottom of my heart <laughs> for the camaraderie and encouragement. Are we dreaming? We are so fortunate to be where we are today. What a cohort to have formed such memories through the shaping journey. Let's remember we've overcome challenges that at times seemed insurmountable. Let's remember the resilience with which we've overcome them and who has shared in achieving these accomplishments. Let's remember to keep in mind the humor that got us through this experience. I know personally there will be future days where I will earnestly long to walk through the halls of the VMTH at night, tired and busy. While this has sort of been a best of times, worst of times period, I do think the best is yet to come. In a few minutes, unless I keep talking, we will be fortunate enough to belong to the small privileged group of exceptional people that can utter the phrase, when I was in vet school. Whatever your next steps are, be it taking on the daunting task of managing patients in the general practice next month, struggling through an internship year, filling a residency posi position. When days are tough, remembering what tremendous achievements you've already accomplished at the best vet school in the world. Remember the availability of support from the people around you today. Together, we've got this. Class of 2019, Huge congratulations. We did it! Thank you.